wife, mother, autism, teenagers and life with the Rendals. Or W-M-A-T-L with the Rendals. Okay, so I need to... Okay, sorry. So, disclaimer guys, I was a bit unorganised there, sorry. Um... Just want you, uh, everyone here to remember everything on my podcast is my opinion based on my own experiences. I'm not trained in giving advice. Everything is just, this is my story, you know? So, um, and I'm telling it. So listen, take advice if you want to. That's it's up to you. But I'm just saying what's worked for me may not work for you. And yada, yada, yada. Um, anyway... Last episode was part one of wilding based off of feedback that someone wanted to hear about my wilding days. Um, we got up to age 18 where I started working in a bar. Okay, um, when I'm talking as well, like, sorry, just sidebar here. Um, when I'm talking, sometimes I go off on a tangent and tell stories, but... How I'm talking to you guys here is literally how I talk to my friends. And sometimes I can end up having about 10 conversations and then going back to the first one. So I apologise in advance. Anyway, so well, I'm, I'm now working in a bar. This is a bar that I um, was frequenting while I was in college, while I was dating Rebound Guy. I feel so bad calling him Rebound Guy. I hope he's not listening. Eek. Anyway, um, you know, we were together for a while. And now I'm working in the bar. I'm, I'm trying to establish whether I was still with him while I was working in the bar. But honestly, I just can't remember. So I'm starting in this bar now. And where I thought I was wilding before, this working in this bar was, um, it, it woke me up. Let's say it opened my eyes. I, in my friendship, in my friendship group, I guess I was the wild one, but then when I consider what is wild to what I was, I was not wild. <laughs> so um, I then start working in this bar and I think my first day working, I meet this girl and oh my God, she comes up to me and she she shows me her arms and she says, does this look bad? And I'm like, I look at her arms and there's all these like sort of bruising and scarring on her like sort of wrists and upper arm and I'm I, and I look at it going oh my god who did this to you and so she looks at me and she goes so it looks bad I'm like yeah it does y'all seriously <laughs> I didn't realize like this is how newbie I am like this girl was on drugs and I had no idea about drugs because I didn't take drugs um so I just that was like my my um introduction to sort of drugs I mean don't get me wrong you know I smoked a spliff here and there but I wasn't really um smoking on a regular basis it was like you know recreationally that kind of thing but yeah so this was like an introduction to another scene like drugs pills um cocaine all this kind of stuff and I had no idea about any of these types of drugs you know so that was my introduction and she was a really I thought she was a really lovely girl you know this is how my mentality goes she's a really lovely girl but she was a bit of a hard nut bless her 
and um so i find out you know they're they're some of the the people who i'm working with now they a lot of them are taking you know pills ecstasy or i actually can't i can't even tell you what they were taking because i have no idea what type of drugs were around um i just knew about coke and ecstasy <laughs> i don't know about any other pills or any other things that were going around but um i knew that the people around me were taking them um so i start by glass collecting in this bar and you know hanging out with some of these people and um you know move up to working on the bar and you know it was era of garage people this is when garage started coming out i think the first song that sort of came out around that time was sweet like chocolate you know we all remember that song sweet like chocolate boy Woo! yeah so um it was a really good time to be working in the bar dancing going out and that started with me because i was working in the bar i was you know i was working till um i don't know you know one two o'clock in the morning and while i was working i was drinking so then i was always hung over and stuff like that so you know and then after the bar like would finish there was a club next door and we'd end up going to the club next door and carrying on drinking but we'd get we get free drinks because you know we worked in the bar next door so i was constantly drunk like i was always hung over and i was always drinking too much and you know even when i was working on the bar we were drinking so then i got to know the regulars i got to know the the doorman i got to know the bar staff i got everyone in my town like every bar in the town if you worked in the bar you knew every bartender in town every doorman in town so everyone got to know you and it was kind of like our own little family so then what happened is everyone all the regulars then would know who you were and you became popular <laughs> i guess and i've never really been in a popular crowd um up until this point and it was it was intoxicating literally intoxicating but um <clears throat> so i ended up going on you know nights out with the bar staff and drinking and getting drunk and I guess acting provocatively you know you know I was dancing I was wearing skimpy clothes you know because I had a great body back then I'm not gonna lie um you know I was young I was carefree I had no responsibility so with these guys who were taking drugs I wasn't um just so you know I the reason it, there's no judgment here like for me I couldn't take drugs because of how my mental my mentality was. I don't know if any of you remember Leah Betts back in the I think it was the nineties. Um, I remember they used to they did this whole billboard like public service announcement. I had billboards everywhere of this girl slumped on the floor by a toilet who'd overdosed, and it, I think I I was around when I was thirteen, so it literally was ingrained in my brain. If I took drugs, I was going to die. So that's why I didn't do drugs. Um, but I, if you wanted to do drugs, that's your business, you know. So I would go out with these guys who were all pill, um, pill popping and, you know, doing all these other stuff like snorting cocaine and, and things like that. And I wasn't doing it. So for me, my only drug of choice was alcohol. So I was just drinking and drinking. And therefore, I was getting very, um, I guess, promiscuous with some of the guys and there would be doormen there would be regulars in the bar people i'd meet i was having one night stands all over the place um i remember there was this one night while i was working on the bar um there was i i think i was sleeping with a doorman 
I was sleeping with one of the managers from the club and oh, there was this other guy um he used to go to my high school but he was older than me and he was sort of coming in around time and I was sleeping with him and my ex rebound guy were they were all at the bar at the same time and I remember just standing on the bar thinking literally they're all standing next to each other calling my name and I hadn't told any of them that I was sleeping with all of them at the same time and but the people who did know were the bar staff and I remember um I was always like one of the guys I wasn't really a girl person like you know girls weren't my friend I was always friends with the guys and I remember the guys I would like obviously talk about my sexual exploit exploits and they knew who these guys were and they, at, they turned around and they looked and they just all burst out laughing as I was looking at these four guys um who were all calling for me and I was actually sleeping with all of them <laughs> and I didn't know what to do so I just jumped off the bar and I was like you know what I'm just gonna go and collect some glasses because I have no idea how to handle this and um if I collect glasses I can maybe put the guys into like all different corners and talk to them individually <laughs> oh god I can't believe I just said that but yeah that's what I was doing I was literally just I was sleeping around having one night stands left right and center sometimes you know if I'm gonna be honest with you I can actually remember every single person I've slept with and my number is high let's for a, for a female my number is high uh, you know and let's unpack that for a bit you know for a female to have a high number you know what's your number are we going to call that female a slag a slut a tramp um a hoe you know what are we gonna like these are the names that get thrown out to women who have high numbers um but you know if a guy has high numbers it's like yeah look, look at you oh look at you you're doing great and all that kind of stuff you know it's it, it's double standards you know so i'm i'm gonna I'm going to like stand here and say, hey, I've I've got double digits, babe. My number's high. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I did sleep around. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. Do I regret it? Hell no. I had fun while I could, you know. Um, what do I regret about those times? Do I regret sleeping with all those people? No. What I regret is, should I have been careful with all of um, with everyone I slept with? Yes. I was lucky. I was very, very lucky um, that I didn't catch anything or anything like that. So I need to like stress, always be careful because, you know, not all the time are you, you know, are you going to be lucky, you know, but sleeping around. Yes, I had fun. I remember there was this um, doorman that I was seeing on a regular, I don't know if he had a girlfriend or not I to be honest I don't know because we weren't talking about relationship I wasn't having relationships with these guys I literally just wanted to have sex and it was fun so um sometimes I'd go out on a girl's night out and a friend would meet a guy and be like hey I really like this guy and we really want to hit it off and I'd be the tag along to get with the guy's friend because <laughs> it was fun that happened on a few occasions actually and then I don't know I think the there were rumors going around about me about um my I guess how tough I was and that I, I worked close to where I went to college so the rumors about me and these guys who had the fight came out and so 
there was this sort of um we don't know about this girl and i ended up having this hard nut reputation which compared to some of the people that i was meeting was so unwarranted like i i did not have this hard nut reputation it was just this i would always be mystical someone who didn't take drugs but someone you didn't you know fuck with either so for some reason when we were all out and about and also because i think i i hang out with most of the guys um so the girls for some reason always they would talk about me like i'm not talking about the girls that were in my circle but just strangers would like talk about me but then be scared of me but i don't know why they were scared of me because i'm I'm as nice as pie and i i never really got into fights and the people who were hanging around with the girls who were hanging around with um they never got into fights when i was around now if i wasn't around then fights would happen and i don't know why but if i was around people would be scared of me but i don't know why they were scared of me it was weird and um the same girl who showed me her arms in a way i was kind of scared of but we became really good friends and um you know there's no judgment on my part and we just always would hang out together and always go out together so we became the gruesome twosome she was a bit of a hard nut so maybe that's why some people would think oh she's hanging out with me because i'm a hard nut but i'm i'm not i'm just a nice person you know non-judgmental but you know don't get on the wrong side of me because i protect my friends and family that kind of thing so um we would never get into massive fights but um i always had the looks and then i'd give a look on or i'd start an argument or something like that if someone was giving me a look and wanted to start something i'd always finish it with an argument but one of the things growing up even like with my mum she would always teach me that i was never allowed to throw the first punch but if someone hit me that i was supposed to hit them harder so that's how it was so i always had to give a front of i'm ready to go so if you're going if you're going to hit me i'm ready to go win or lose i'm ready to go for this you know but you've got to hit me first which is terrible because i think i've actually taught my children that as well i think that's what i taught my um my daughter it's like don't hit take the first punch but if someone punches you like finish it <laughs> you know but um yeah so i was um we would have these like lock-in on on sundays where you know takeaways were were had and you know we drink and I think for the whole year that I worked in this bar I'm going to be honest with you I think I was drunk for the whole year I don't think I sobered up for a whole year because I would literally go to college go to work at the sister's office go to the bar start drinking and then not finish drinking until like early hours of the morning where I would maybe get an hour sleep and then repeat the day you know what's that called rinse and repeat that's what I was doing so yeah by the end of um me being sort of 18 19 i think i'd had by the end of me being 19 I, you know like nearly 20 i i'd i think i'd had enough of the drinking and the partying because i was doing that for a whole year non-stop which then reflected on my grades i basically gave up on college and a levels and all that kind of stuff and stopped studying and decided to go into the workforce and i think my mum had had enough of me by then because i was just out every night drinking and causing problems um oh my god i forgot to tell you my 18th birthday shit sorry so like i was this is rebound guy i was with him on my 18th birthday right and um 
my mum was working nights and um, he had come over. My mum used to work nights and he'd come over and, you know, we'd had sex and everything. And he was asleep in my bed. And normally I would kick him out at, I don't know, like seven o'clock in the morning, 6.30 in the morning, because my mum was always home by between 7.30 and 8. So always try to make sure everyone's gone by seven. Anyway... <laughs> She comes in. I heard the door close. I was asleep in bed. And um, I just heard the door close. I was like, oh, shit. He's still asleep next to me in the bed. <laughs> and so I'm trying to cover him up with the duvet as my mum's coming upstairs. And I can hear her going, happy birthday, Caroline. And she opens the door. And I'm like literally half covering him up with the duvet. I'm like, hey, mum. <laughs> and she's just like, she looks at me. She looks at him. And she walks out of the room and goes downstairs and um i'm like oh shit so i'm like look you've got to get dressed and get out of the house he's like oh my god oh my god he's like shit scared of my mom so he goes downstairs um he goes out the house i'm like hi mom my mom's on the phone to somebody she's just talking and now here's the thing yeah my mom has beat me and done all sorts of things but the silent treatment is the worst like she'll give me the silent treatment and i'm like hi mom and she's just not talking to me she just doesn't acknowledge me. She was like the best at it. Like she could literally, I wasn't there. And so you don't know when they give the, when um, parents give you the silent treatment, it's like they'll cook dinner. And then you're like, can I eat the dinner? Am I going to die if I try to eat the dinner? Or has she poisoned me when I eat? I, I don't know because you just, they're giving you the silent treatment. You do not exist anymore. So yeah, she gave me the silent treatment and I was, and I ended up being grounded for my 18th birthday because I had a boy in my bed in my mum's house. So, um, yeah, that was fun times. <laughs> oh, God. And then I think there was a time where I was getting... I started getting tattoos, didn't tell my mum, and she didn't agree with tattoos. And um, she found out that I had a tattoo. I had a couple of tattoos that I hadn't told her about, and she found out. And she started... Oh, I got beats again. Um, I got beaten so many times. Um, I don't even know why in the end. I, I, I don't even know what I did wrong. I was like 18 and still getting beaten. Um, you know, my mum, I think there was one time she grabbed my hair um, and she hit me with a shovel. Um, there was another time where she asked me to do something. Um, in, she asked me to do something in the house and I was watching a film. But back in those days, you didn't have record and all that kind of stuff. If you missed it, you missed it. End of story. Um, so I was like, mum, I'll do it in a minute. And she was like, go and get it now. And I was like, I will do it in a minute. And because I said no to her, she picked up my TV and smashed it on the floor. Um, and it was a TV that I'd bought with my pay. So she smashed my TV. So I went downstairs in, um, out of um, frustration and turned on her TV. And when she said, you know, she came in to have a go at me. I was like, what are you going to do? Smash your TV now. But that was me answering my mum back. How dare I? And yet she beat the crap out of me. I think she held a sword to my throat. Actually, <laughs> it was, it was terrible times, terrible times. But, um, yeah, um, I, she threw, I remember she threw glass bottles at me and I had to walk up across broken glass. And it was just, it was a nightmare. Like my mum, we i guess like we were abused as children and i'm laughing about it now because you know i'm okay with where things went you know i've come to terms with things um i know it was wrong obviously i'm not raising my children like that um but i look at it and i think to myself you know with all the hard times that my mum had 
one, I was not an easy child, you know, I was always pushing the boundaries, you know, she didn't even know about the, um, I had parties in her house when she was away, I would have, like, major house parties, people were throwing up in our house, we had neighbours complaining, you know, so I wasn't a good child, you know, I didn't do what I was supposed to do, so I was putting stress on her, could, could she have handled it in a different way? Yes, she could have, but you then have to remember, my mum was working two jobs, so she was, like, um leaving for work at eight o'clock in the morning coming home cooking dinner having two hours sleep then getting ready to go um to do a night a night shift as well so she was a nurse so she was working two jobs and she was only having like two maybe three hours sleep a night for how many years that's like sleep deprivation it's a form of torture you know that they use this as a form of torture and then i think to myself all the stuff that i was doing i was pushing the boundaries i was acting out um so you know I never made things easy for mum but I had this thing where I think I just used to shut off um and just act and so this is where in my family and my mum would always tell the family what I was doing like Caroline's done this Caroline's acting up so I was the black sheep of the family because of all the bad stuff that I did so you know my mum was stressed you know she doesn't have massive family um support around her and she's come from a different country, from a different culture. And, you know, did she act in the worst possible way? Yes, she did. Did I help matters? No, I didn't. But did we learn from that? As we, as I got older and had my own children, you know, I've, um, you know, I realised, damn, I, you know, mum was really stressed and I wasn't helping matters. Um, so, <sighs> did I forgive her? Of course, I, she's my mum. Did we we got on really well as adults and actually we had a good relationship. Um, and we'll, you know, later on, you know, I'll tell you how that came about. But I think basically I was beaten up until I was 21 years old for pushing the boundaries. So yeah, my wilding days up until the age of sort of 20, 21, I was just drinking. I was sleeping around. Um, you know, I, I had multiple partners. It was crazy. And then obviously things started to calm down a bit um when i met when i decided that actually i don't want to be living this way i don't want to be i need something more than just sex and the thing is when you're just having sex you're not really in having the full enjoyment and i will get onto that later because we're going to um hit another subject after i split up with my daughter's biological dad that i think you're going to be interested in and it's 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 going to be explorative sex um exploring your um what you enjoy about sex and i think bef when i was a teenager in my late teens when i was just having sex every night and having one night stands i wasn't thinking about the the technicality of sex and how to enjoy sex i was just thinking about i need somebody a body there while i'm drunk that's the thing I don't think I did any of this sober I did most of it drunk I don't regret it but you know I enjoyed myself at the time but yeah so that was my wilding days people it was it was good and you know what the music was good so like you know the garage music was there the sex was there the drink was there you know other people doing drugs um I may have had a spliff or two but yeah it was fun times back then I, I don't I don't regret any of it because all of that 
culminates to who I am today and has given me some experience. So, you know, my sexual exploits started from 15, really, to, um, you know, me being a 20 year old adult still searching and I don't want that for the future I don't want my children to have to go through that long process when all I needed back then was someone to talk to so I'm trying to stop the how things were and 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 maybe start a new path and in education and educating the youth about sex I think we need to talk openly about it you know um, this was kind of a waffle episode, but it's like part two, um, end of part two of my wilding days. So um, I hope you were entertained with these two episodes. <laughs> um, have no idea what I'm going to talk about next week, um, but, you know, join me next week, please. We'll I'll figure it out. Um, let's go over socials. So um, Twitter, my Twitter is at WMATLS. My Insta is w-m-a-t-l with the rendles that's spelt r-e-n for november d for delta l-e-s my email is w-m-a-t-l with the rendles that's r-e-n for november d for delta l-e-s at gmail.com my website is w-m-a-t-l with the rendles again r-e-n N for November, D for Delta, L-E-S, dot wordpress.com. My Facebook um, group is Wife, Mother, Autism, Teenagers and Life with the Rendles. So please don't forget to like, follow, subscribe to any or all of my socials. Um, Thank you for listening. And remember, listeners, always say yes to joy. Mm -hmm.